on the job till the cows come home. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. On a Tuesday morning, fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke. Glad you're along with us. Did you see that NFL playoff game yesterday in Buffalo, New York? Uh, congratulations, by the way, to the Bills that beat the Steelers. But what I was noticing were all of the fans that had actually purchased a ticket to be a part of that game. Then they got to their seats and found out that they had to find a shovel so they could dig them out. That was something. I thought to myself, boy, Lambeau Field ought to teach those uh, Buffalo Bills groundskeepers how to get rid of snow in a dilly of a hurry. I thought that was kind of interesting. Anyhow, today we are still under a wind chill advisory. We'll see sunshine today. Not necessarily a warm day, though. Two above is our expected high. And again, when you factor in winds out of the west-southwest, gusting up to 15 miles an hour, you understand why a wind chill advisory is in effect. Tomorrow, a little bit better. Partly cloudy, up to 14 degrees. Thursday, mostly cloudy, 11 above. And Friday, mostly cloudy, 7 above. We'll talk weather with Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, in about 15 minutes. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, has got a head of steam built up after Friday's World Ag Supply Demand Report. Of course, the markets are just coming back online now after the three-day holiday weekend. So he's going to break it all down for us and tell us what the markets see and how they're reacting. Acting. Stick around for that conversation. And it doesn't feel like county fair season, does it? But already plans are underway to make sure that you're entertained and enjoy the county fairs that are coming in the state of Wisconsin. Charity Seebecker was at the Wisconsin Fair Association convention last week, and we're going to catch up with a few of the folks that are already making those plans. Wisconsin banks are signaling caution as we get started in a new year, but these bankers are still a lot more optimistic than they were ahead of 2023. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Rose Oswald-Poles joins us. She's the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Bankers Association. Every six months, they survey Wisconsin bank CEOs on economic conditions. Last year at this time, three-quarters of the respondents predicted that the economy would worsen. Today, that number is less than half. Rose tells me what else stuck out to her in the results. Our survey results for you know the current health of the economy in Wisconsin are not surprising. Almost 70% of our respondents believe that Wisconsin's current economic health is either good or excellent, uh, which is really strong. Last year, I would say bankers were a little more pessimistic heading into 2023, and this year bankers are feeling like we're in a strong economic position today and believe that that resiliency is going to carry us forward into 2024. Almost all respondents, over 95%, do not see inflation worsening, which is a really good sign. And only about 44% predict that the economy will weaken over the next six months. So definitely fewer than what we saw a year ago. We went from three quarters last year kind of predicting not optimistic news to now just 44%. What are some of the economic trends that are pushing a majority of those bankers to to be optimistic? I think we are finally seeing a slowdown of hikes in interest rates. And that's, you know, certainly all of us as consumers individually, but, you know, certainly anyone that's running a business or a farm operation where you have borrowing costs um, that are very much tied to interest rates, you know, we're seeing those level off. And I think we also predict that the Fed is going to perhaps even start to lower interest rates maybe very late in 2024. So I think 
not seeing any continued increase in interest rates here of a meaningful amount in the foreseeable future is a really positive sign. I think that is coming because inflation metrics are also showing that, you know, it's not worsening and, and it might actually even be improving. We have strong employment numbers as well in our state. So I think there's several different key economic indicators that are all pointing in a more positive direction where a year ago at this time, I think we were really concerned about, you know, recessionary environment that thankfully didn't come to fruition to that degree. On the flip side, Rose, for the 44% of respondents who think the economy will weaken over the next six months, what are some of the red flags that stood out to them? Honestly, some of a couple of the factors I mentioned. So, you know, interest rates are remaining still really high. And, uh, you know, the Fed uh, was contemplating raising them again. They are choosing not to do that, it appears. So that's a good thing. Um, but they still remain high. So as I said earlier, borrowing costs for businesses and the farm industry and and even consumers individually on their own personal credit cards are still extremely high. And that stress, that financial stress on anybody's budget or a business's operations is tough to manage. And so I think what we may see, and at least what some of the respondents likely who thought it's going to even weaken further maybe see some more businesses close down, maybe some more layoffs happen at larger employers, uh, and maybe see consumers tightening after, perhaps after the holiday season purchases are, are through, but, you know, not see any real big consumer purchases in the next six months. So I think there is still, because interest rates are high, even though, you know, it's a positive for the longer term outlook that they're not going to keep increasing at the quick rate we've seen happen over the last 18 months. The fact that they're going to stay steady at a high rate has some concern. I did not hear any talk of geopolitical problems or even our own uh, election year approaching. Was that, <laughs> was that a concern at all for Wisconsin Bank CEOs? So certainly some of the commentary that we did get back as to why they were, you know, maybe saying, for example, that the economy might remain weak for the next six months is because of a lot of the geopolitical concerns happening globally and also it being a presidential election year. Whenever that is the case, you know, there's always a lot more turmoil and uncertainty heading into a presidential election year. And we are certainly seeing that come through in the results of the survey for 2024. But again, nearly 70% of respondents did rate Wisconsin's current economic health as excellent or good. But, Rose, is this a sentiment that's felt beyond Wisconsin borders? Yeah, I think in other parts of the country that are similar to Wisconsin, so, you know, probably more of the Midwest than what you necessarily see on the coast, I think you're seeing a lot of that same type of cautious optimism um, bleeding into 2024 from the banking industry there as well. So I think there's, again, a lot of reasons where we are in in our part of the country a little more insulated from some of the huge economic swings that happen. Our economies do tend to be more diversified. We have strong manufacturing and other business sectors, but then we also have strong agricultural sectors and other industries such as tourism and other things. So I think our economies are a little better balanced in the middle part of the country than what you might necessarily find again on the coast. So 
The sentiment is definitely shared among bankers and and what I'm hearing from my colleagues in other parts of, of the central part of the country, for sure. So if we take a look at the survey and what it means for community banks, what are you using the survey for? Yeah, the purpose of our survey, which we do twice a year and, and have for many years now, is really to provide an economic outlook to the public and to elected officials. I think bankers are in a really unique position to know their, the specific details of their customers' financial health, the different businesses that they work with, um, that they you know lend money to. And so they're just in a really unique position to sort of see where there might be sectors um, of the economy or certain types of of industries that might be seeing a little more strain than others. What does it say for bankers in terms of what they can do with the information? I think it just reaffirms that, as I said earlier, the economy is currently doing strong in our state, and I think that resiliency will carry forward into 2024, not that there are going to be you know, extreme positives coming forward, but there aren't as much caution or as many headwinds as what, you know, we might have seen a year ago. And so there's still plenty of lending opportunities for banks. There's still fair demand for loans from their business customers, which is positive. So I think, you know, the broader message to the community banking industry is that, you know, we're um, open for business. We we make loans every day and, and take on those risks, and we want to continue to do that and be there for our customers in 2024. Anything that farmers or agribusinesses specifically need to be thinking about for the first half of 2024? I think ag overall, from what our ag lenders have said in the survey, is, you know, ag continues to be a bright spot. Again, there's always um, little issues that can come up, and, and I mentioned weather. We had a drought earlier this year that you know, had a lot of uh, farmers concerned about crop yields, and it turned out that for many of them, crop yields were far in excess than what was anticipated. So it was a great year in that regard for them and, and turned out to be a lot better. So I think just continuing to have that dialogue, we're certainly there to lend. We're, we're there to respond to their needs, and, and that will continue to be true next year. Rose Oswald-Poles joining us. She's the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Bankers Association, speaking to the results of their latest economic survey. They asked about 70 Wisconsin bank CEOs about what they predict the economy to do in the next six months. Nearly 70% rate the economy as good to excellent. Less than half think the economy will worsen in the first half of 2024. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This is Matt and Pete Gunderson. We recently celebrated the life of Ingrid, proud of her Norwegian heritage and a passion for art. Her life celebration included the Norwegian art of rose mulling. Her family was invited to help decorate the casket. Allow us to personalize every detail of a life well lived. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. So it's 2023, and what do we all see? Higher health care costs. But there's good news if you need an MRI. 
SmartScan Medical Imaging is open in Eau Claire, Wausau, and Madison. We offer new state-of-the-art equipment, highly trained staff, and expert radiologists. Our flat-rate MRIs are $650 for most common MRIs, 50 to 80% lower than area hospitals, with results sent to your doctor in just hours. Give up nothing but the higher cost. Find out more at MYSSMI.com. MYSSMI.com. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all in the family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like if your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkin. Man, I don't know if anybody's comfortable in the state of Wisconsin, especially if you've got to be outside. Yeah, you can uh, work up a little bit of uh, internal heat when you're doing chores, but boy, oh boy, you got to be so careful out there. Time to talk about it. Our ag weather update brought to you courtesy of our buddy Stu Muck, uh, ag meteorologist, along with us. And, you know, th- the other element about this that I I hadn't been thinking about until yesterday is the weight of that snow from last week, specifically, uh, well, Tuesday through Friday, uh, a couple barns were compromised. Uh, you know, got to watch that weight on those rooftops. That's not something a lot of people have been thinking about because you're so doggone cold. Yeah, we're cold and we're we're more concerned with getting the, the driveway and the yard open yeah. and getting on the road. Yeah, we forget that snow is really heavy. Yeah, and I noticed a lot of icicles off a lot of homes, too. That's that's going to be a factor. I mean, like we said, right now we're kind of putting that on the back burner, if we can, uh, to deal with this brutal sub-zero weather. Now, if you turn up that back burner, it would feel better. Yeah, that's true, too. It would. Yeah, so come on, help us out here, Pam. It is cold, and it's going to stay that way. Uh, maybe not as cold, according to the thermometers, it's been now, but still way below normal, and we add the wind to that. The entire state of Wisconsin painted with a nice light blue on my map to tell me there's a wind chill advisory everywhere. There's a little break in western Wisconsin, noon today until 6 this evening, and then that wind chill advisory kicks in again. In the east and south, it stays, and that wind chill advisory in effect until 9 a.m. tomorrow. And in that time, wind chill values absolutely could drop down into that 20, 25, 30 below range, most likely this morning. Then again, maybe early tomorrow morning. Just make sure if you're out, you bundle up, cover it up. Don't be out very long, and if you have to be out, make sure you dress accordingly. No real big changes. A weak Alberta clipper front drops through here late Wednesday into early Thursday, knocks that temperature down just a little bit. That's about it. I really don't expect we get snow out of it, but the continuation of the cold weather is the story right through the end of the week. Oh, I think we've all heard it by now. 
there's talk about next week heading back to normal or a bit above. I'm seeing a forecast map here that shows me toward Monday, Tuesday, we could be in the upper 20s and low 30s. That's back to normal and above. Upper 20s are normal in southern Wisconsin right now, about 27 exactly. A little lower than that the further north you get. But when we start talking upper 20s and low 30s, that's above normal. That also means into next week, I expect we start to melt and thaw. And we'll probably make some new ice from snow melting and thawing. So things all change. Now with that warm-up next week, don't be surprised. I'd expect a little more of an active pattern for some new precipitation chances. Oh, I don't expect we'll talk about foot amounts of snow or anything, but there could be a couple of inches here and there as we look ahead to next week. Just trying to brighten it up. I mean, it's cold. That's where it's going to be right on through today, tomorrow, Thursday as well. Fortunately enough, those winds may diminish somewhat later this week, so we lose some of that chill factor. But it is a cold spell, and it will be staying with us. I'll have our forecast details right after this. Join the fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke along with the Wisconsin Soybean and Corn Growers at the 2024 Corn Soy Expo. It's happening on February 1st and 2nd at the Kalahari Resort in the Wisconsin Dells. Pam will be broadcasting on Thursday at 11.30 a.m. with Compere Financial, located in Booth 4. She'll broadcast at 2 p.m. with the Wisconsin Soybean Board at booth 402. For more information or to make plans to attend, visit cornsoyexpo.org. We're exploring farming in the last frontier, Alaska. Come and join us. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Yankee. The date's August 22nd through September 1st. We'll visit a variety of Alaska farms, including a private boat excursion to experience a shrimping operation. Of course, you'll get all the majestic scenery and impressive wildlife along the way. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword Pam, for more information and to watch and travel video or call 888 888- Five five seven ten twenty today. I'm going to have to look up and see how cold Anchorage, Alaska is today because, Stu, i got to believe there are not a lot of places right now that are any colder than Wisconsin. Well, the Minnesota's right there. I mean, we're, we're all in the same boat here in the upper Midwest. It's just on the cold side. And I'll mention it again, the wind chill advisory. Yeah, I did a few things outside yesterday. I probably should have had more clothes on. Fortunately, didn't have a problem, wasn't out all that long, but it's way too easy to forget and find yourself in a real bad situation. So today, with high pressure to our southwest, I expect we talk about a little more sunshine. Well, there may be a few flurries in western Wisconsin this morning. Don't get too worried. They're just that, a few flurries. And otherwise, overall, skies will become mostly sunny. Could be partly sunny further north, still a little brighter, but kind of cool, about two above, maybe a, a three here and there. That's about it. And the wind chill still near 20 and 30 below this morning. The west winds about 10 to 15. Overnight, partly cloudy skies, still cold, 8 and 10 below. Winds out of the southwest, 10 to 15. Mostly sunny on Wednesday, could be more partly sunny further north. I'd expect to find our way up to around 11 or 12, maybe warmer, maybe a teen in far southern Wisconsin. West winds at 5 to 15, and by Thursday, mostly cloudy, about 10 or 11, with the northwest winds at 5 to 10. Just keeps on with that coolness, Pam. There's not that real warm-up until next week. And just like that, Anchorage, Alaska this morning, 9 degrees, no wind, so it feels like 9, and they're going to be in the upper teens this week. They've got a dense fog advisory, so uh, everybody that thinks that Alaska's always snow and polar bears. It's not exactly that way even now. 
Uh, I expected Anchorage was going to be a little better than we are. Yeah. So, yep. yep. Hey, not much. Why not? Let's no. go. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Stay warm. All right. See you then. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details that you may or may not be looking for, but we got to tell you what's out there. We've got John Heinberg on the way. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Innovation. The end of harvest, snow cover fields, and an early morning sunrise. Winter is a good time to evaluate your livestock's health. BioVet loves seeing healthy animals contribute to your farm's profitability. The knowledge and support from our team is here to help you make the difference in the health and productivity on your farm. Help your livestock stay healthy and call 1-800-BIOVET1 or visit bio-vet.com. Innovation. Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com. Design. Create. Actuate. Have you heard about our Rejuvenation Clinic Body Suite? If not, now is the time to learn more. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Non-surgical aesthetic body treatments have progressed greatly in the last 10 years. We are proud to offer the best devices on the market that deliver incredible results. MSculpt Neo treats unwanted body fat and builds muscle mass. CoolSculpting Elite reduces stubborn fat bulges and has multiple applicators to treat many areas of the body. Mcella is a revolutionary electromagnetic chair that strengthens pelvic floor muscles to treat mild to moderate urinary incontinence. Our providers love to analyze your concerns and come up with the best treatment plan for you, oftentimes even using a combination approach so you get the best results. Let your natural beauty shine through. To learn if our body sweet treatments can help you, Call Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie. At Denny's Jewelers, we believe hugs never get old. To make sure your next gift purchase is deserving of a big old hug, join our Denny's Cares a Little More list. We help you choose what pieces of jewelry are must-haves, so your partner knows exactly what you like. Then we help make those wishes come true. Stop by and wrap your arms around the Denny's Cares a Little More list. And enjoy the hug. good friend might tell you that your shoe's untied or, hey, you've got a bit of breakfast on the corner of your mouth. Well, a good friend will also share valuable insights about the scoop on money and energy savings, like Benjamin Plumbing and their game-changing electric hybrid water heaters. Potential savings of up to three to four times a conventional water heater with current tax incentives up to $2,000. Benjamin Plumbing's electric hybrid water heaters go beyond being just a water heater. It acts as a dehumidifier for your basement, kicking musty odors, mold, and excess moisture to the curb. Eco-friendly and efficient, these electric hybrid water heaters will leave your wallet and our environment completely satisfied. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. 
Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, X-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Friday when you were joining us, I asked you, like, who is the key to victory here? You went right away, no hesitation, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, and he rattled off all the stats. He owns the Dallas Cowboys. He's got all these rushing yards, all these tutties, right? How about Aaron Jones and the play of him? Well, let me ask you this. Were we too hard on Matt Lafleur uh, as a you know throughout his you know his coaching tenure at the Packers and even before that in Big Mike? We'd always say like, how come they don't use Aaron Jones as much as they should? Was that uh, an, a good thing for Matt Lafleur of kind of like you know keeping him healthy for this run here because a fresh Aaron Jones is almost unstoppable? No, you, you're totally right, and and really, Evo. I mean, I, I went through this before the game yesterday across the board. You know, Green Bay had 20 of its 22 preferred starters for that football game yesterday in terms of, you know, if they would have filled out their depth charts back in, uh, you know, September, on September 10th before they played the Bears, 20 of their 22 guys that they, you know, wanted to start the game against Chicago were on the field yesterday. And and to get to, you know, we talk all year about, oh, this guy's hurt and that guy's hurt. You know, no, no, nobody's going to remember that a decade down the road, right? And, and Aaron Jones is the prime example of that. Nobody's going to remember September and October Aaron Jones and what he did against the Lions and you know, and, the, and the Bears and the Seahawks and the Rams or whatever it is, right? I mean, what you're going to remember is that he owned the Dallas Cowboys again in the wild card round of, of the postseason. Yeah, he, he, you know, Evo, looking ahead, I mean, the guy is 29. And, 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 and I would, you know, bet everything I have at this point in time, they're going to have to, you know, they will absolutely bring him back next year the way he's closed this season, four straight 100-yard rushing games. It's the first time, you know, he's ever done that in his career. Um, you know, Green Bay is 4-0 in those games. The Packers are unbeaten this year in every game. Jones has gone over 100 yards. I think the perfect recipe in terms of moving forward with Jones over the next couple of years, Ebo, is you draft a running back, you know, somewhat high, almost like, you know, the linemen, not as high as the Lions did, for example, with Jamar Gibbs, and they paired him, obviously, with David Montgomery. But you get that second or third round, you know, guy, a, a Jamal Williams type of player that can handle the ball 15 times, you know, a game. And, and maybe that, that's your guy, Evil, that from September till December 15th leads you in rushing attempts. And you keep Jones as fresh as possible, you know, almost, almost, like, that guy, uh, almost like that guy that has his, 
you know, mint sports car stored in the garage <laughs> all winter, right? And now it's now it's May 10th, and he busts that sucker out. Mm-hmm. And and between May and September, he's driving around, you know, driving around Madison, looking like a stud, right? In in <laughs> in, in that sweet sports car, and that's what Matt Lafleur can do with Aaron Jones. Bust him out in December and January. You know, you you get to that point in time, you know, maybe leaning more heavily on some other guys in the ground game than you do with Aaron Jones. I'm not saying Jones doesn't have a role, but maybe he's 12 to 15 touches, right? And then the last month, six weeks of the year, counting the playoffs, Evo, he touches it 25 times a game. He was 21 carries again yesterday. I mean, he's been over 20 now, I think three three of the last four weeks. Uh, that he, you know, that he's played. He's still obviously active in the past game. I think he's got 12 catches, Evo, in the in the last four games. So they are riding him hard at this point in time, and rightfully so because he's fresh, he's healthy, he obviously can handle the workload, Evo, and and you see what the results are, right? He finds his way to the end zone three times. Yeah. He's got almost 120 yards again on the ground. He was undoubtedly the key, I thought, in that game yesterday. Look at that first drive, right, Evo? 12 plays, the Packers run 12 plays, seven of them are runs to Aaron Jones. They wanted to establish them early, they did, and they'll have to do the exact same thing if they're going to keep San Francisco at bay and keep the 49ers defense off the field again come Saturday night. Well, Rob, for sure Aaron Jones had to be a key when coming up with a game plan against these Dallas Cowboys, but I think another guy that was actually pretty useful for Green Bay, though maybe the stat sheet wouldn't say so, was Christian Watson because there was multiple times where they sent him deep and you saw it draw multiple Dallas secondary defenders and it left Romeo Dobbs and Lucas Musgraves of the world pretty wide open underneath. A thousand percent right. And we, we talked about that last week, right? What at this point in time do you have to lose with Christian Watson? Maybe he only plays 15 snaps, right? But in those snaps, you're going to send him deep on eight of them or something. And he did only have the one catch, I think, where he sat down in zone and, and, and hauled in a short ball. But but you're exactly right, Nelly. He cleared the middle of the field numerous times by running deep go route, and it opened some stuff up. Who needs an alarm clock when you've got the farm, babe? Pam Yonke and the Farm Report. Oh, bundle up the kids if they're headed back to school today. I see a lot of schools in Wisconsin are delaying opening today just because of the severe weather. Wind chill advisory in effect through the morning hours. Today, no better than two above, despite the fact that we're going to have sunshine. Winds today out of the west-southwest gusting up to 15 miles an hour. That's why that wind chill advisory is in effect. For tomorrow, partly cloudy, 14 are expected high. Thursday, mostly cloudy. 11 above. Friday, mostly cloudy, 7 above. I'm PM Yankee. Tickled to have you along with us. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, is going to be stepping in this morning. He is going to recap all the activity from Friday's World Ag Supply Demand Report. Today is the 16th day of January. What can I tell you? On this day in 1919, Prohibition started. The 18th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution Stop the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors. Started on this day back in 1919. On this day in 1965, the Outer Limits aired for the very last time on ABC. Happy birthday to actress Kate Moss, 50 years young. And now you know. 
I'm doing what I can to put a little bounce in your step despite the severely cold weather we're facing around the state of Wisconsin. Let's think summertime activities. That's what they were thinking about during the Wisconsin Fair Association's annual convention in Wisconsin-Dallas. Charity Seebecker was there and spoke with one of the leaders of the International Association of Fairs and Expos. You know, trying to make sure that they're securing top quality entertainment, always looking for those carnival partners. And then, of course, it's the sweet treats you're looking for. That all comes together to make for a successful county fair. But according to one of her guests, the dynamics of county fairs, not just in the state, in the United States, but globally, is changing. It may be hard to think of warm summer days and flashing carnival lights while facing snow and freezing temperatures. But members of the fair community recently gathered in Wisconsin Dells for the annual Wisconsin Association of Fairs Convention. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and while at the conference, I talked with Joe Reynolds, International Association of Fairs and Expo Chair. She provides some insight into the changing landscape of fairs across the country and globally. I think we've seen a lot of change since COVID, and it would be hard to compare prior COVID times to now. But I think we're seeing a resurgence of fairs and their strength and the sponsors are coming back. I think what we are seeing, though, are not not unlike what we see in the grocery stores with increased food costs that affects our concessionaires. Uh, fuel uh, for our carnivals to travel can be a, a challenge. But I think overall, our visitors are really happy to get back out, get to the fairs, do their hands-on. I think we had enough virtual during 2020 and we're all looking to get out there and and you know smell the smells and 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 touch everything so i, I think we're, we're seeing that resurgence and i think fairs are coming back stronger uh, because of the pandemic or since the pandemic i should say and where does wisconsin stand out when comparing our fair to others on an international level maybe this comparison of what we bring in entertainment wise or focus on agriculture education compared to other places that maybe are unique or different. I think here in the Midwest and, and including Wisconsin, we see that egg base and that is very strong and we have to continue that because we have several generations that are third and fourth generation removed away from production agriculture and I still feel like here um, including Wisconsin and especially Wisconsin with the dairies and and all of the the special specialized crops here that Wisconsin is very active no matter whether it's at the IAFE convention whether it's in their state associations Wisconsin really does stand out as as an active state and I'm just going to give a shout out here to Jamie Bootke, who's our state and provincial leader in, in the state of Wisconsin. There are a lot of states that would love to have Jamie and a lot of, of the programs and initiatives and things that are brought about that are so strong in Wisconsin are because of her and, and her leadership with her board and staff. And what tips do you have for fairs when it comes to creating those good relationships with the vendors, their exhibitors, and carnivals, and all the people that they have to work with to be able to put on a well-put fair? I think a key is reaching out to them and, and finding out how they can be a partner. What are their missions? What are their goals? And how can we align to to be a good partner for each other? Obviously, we, we need their sponsorship and, and their uh, buy-in to what we're doing, and we also need them. So I think it's, a, it's very important to sit down and have one-on-one -on -one conversations, ask those tough questions so that everyone comes out on top. The IAFE has recently 
produced a, a book in, in conjunction with the OABA, the Outdoor Amusement Business Association, and they have put together a carnival conversation starter book, so to speak, where the carnival can ask questions and so can the fairs so that they can come together and, and have a mutual beneficial uh, agreement between them. And I think that could be used for other organizations also. And where do you see the future of the fair industry going? If maybe if it was your ideal image, your ideal picture, where would that look like? Or what do you see needs to happen moving forward? I think we need to keep the production agriculture and the hands-on and the learning at the forefront. Again, we've got a lot of visitors that come from the city. You know, uh, chocolate milk doesn't come from brown cows and, and that type of thing. We've We've got to educate in such a way that they understand and that the ag community is, is a friendly place and, and good people. That was Joel Reynolds, International Association of Fairs and Expo Chair. As the fair industry moves forward, she says she envisions a future where production agriculture, hands-on experiences, and education remain at the forefront. From the Midwest Farm Report, and Charity Seebecker. Join the fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee along with the Wisconsin Soybean and Corn Growers at the 2024 Corn Soy Expo. It's happening on February 1st and 2nd at the Kalahari Resort in the Wisconsin Dells. Pam will be broadcasting on Thursday at 11.30 a.m. with Compere Financial located in booth 409. She'll broadcast at 2 p.m. with the Wisconsin Soybean Board at booth 402. For more information or to make plans to attend, visit cornsoyexpo.org. Innovation, that's BioVet. The end of harvest, snow cover fields, and an early morning sunrise. Winter is a good time to evaluate your livestock's health. BioVet loves seeing healthy animals contribute to your farm's profitability. The knowledge and support from our team is here to help you make the difference in the health and productivity on your farm. Help your livestock stay healthy and call 1-800-BIOVET1 or visit bio-vet.com. Innovation, that's BioVet. The Wisconsin DNR also thinking about springtime activities. They are now offering free tree seedlings to every fourth grade student in the state of Wisconsin. It's part of their Arbor Day tree planting program. All they need are fourth grade principals, teachers, or anybody that homeschools to place their seedling orders by March 15th. You can find more details on the Wisconsin DNR website if you want to get those tree seedlings coming your way. Coming your way in just moments, John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Stick around. So an overnight electronic trade after a three-day weekend. Markets are mixed right now in Chicago. March corn currently down 2.5 at 444.5. December new crop down 2.5 at 479.25. March soybeans are up a nickel, 1229.25. November new crop's up 4.5 at 1206. July wheat right now unchanged, 618 and three quarters. The February class three milk is up a dime right now, $16 even. March milk, that is unchanged. Okay, what did we find out about the World Ag Supply Demand Report that was released on Friday? It did kind of shock the marketplace, but in all the wrong ways. John Heinberg's going to break it down for us coming up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank-you note. Swipe right. 
and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. ActuateLLC.com. Design, create, actuate. Over four decades of turning customers into loyal friends, and the reason is simple. Here at Denny's Jewelers, we make jewelry shopping easy, relaxing, and because we have something for everyone. Hand-selected diamonds and gemstones. Custom design, appraisals, fashion jewelry, watches, repair, and even jewelry restoration. Stop by and allow us to turn you into our next true friend. Landscapers count on Kalani Topsoil for our consistent quality shredded soil used on major projects. No sticks or rocks to rake out. In fact, it spreads out as smooth as butter and deliveries that are on time every time so the work crew isn't standing around. Now that saves you time and money in the long run. Landscapes and landscapers love Kalani Topsoil. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. KalaniTopsoil.com Now that's good dirt. Now that I refurbished my entire living room with Lazy Luxury, everyone keeps asking, is that a Lazy Boy recliner? What they don't know is that my budget allowed me to redecorate for a fraction with free in-home design included. I say yes. At Lazy Boy, customizable fashion and luxury can be this simple. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Again, everybody talking about the wind chill this morning. It's dangerous out there, folks, so please think about that. If you've got to be exposed to the elements like a lot of our farmers do, a lot of our uh, outdoor workers, anybody that's going, even the kids standing for the bus, please think twice about how you're dressing them today because this is dangerous. Dangerous is exactly what the marketplace is these days. It started on Friday with the World Ag Supply Demand Report that blew the market away with big numbers. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning. want to remind you, as always, about their website, totalfarmmarketing.com, and the toll-free number if you want to follow up on any of this conversation with John, 800 334 9779. That's 800 9779 I almost cringe at this conversation, John, because literally the World Ag Supply Demand Report that came out on Friday in front of a three-day weekend, I could not find much good news within. Yeah, the, you know, the USDA reports come out and uh, the January one is one that always seems to have a little bit of a surprise to it. And unfortunately, we did get a, a negative surprise, at least in terms of the estimated yields for corn and soybeans. And that just sent ripple effects all the way through the numbers and into the marketplace on Friday. And let's just get right to the nitty gritty on things. It just bumped that corn yield up to 177.3 bushels per acre. You know, that's a 2.4 bushel per acre jump. Mark was actually expecting maybe that, that number to stay steady, if not even decrease a little bit and that just adds a lot to the pile now the usda did make some demand adjustments and those are logical adjustments considering larger corn supply lower prices increased demand so it does move the carryover a little bit higher you know and that's what this market did not need is seeing carryover move to 2.162 billion bushels that is a lot of corn you understand last year we we're about 1.3 billion bushels of total carryover so we're looking at nearly double where we were last year in terms of 
of corn supplies. So again, prices continue to slide. We are softer again on the overnight. We'll see how this kind of plays out. You know, maybe we're getting to a capitulation point, at least in the corn price, where maybe things can find some stability, but the numbers are still just pointing to a slippery slope. So right now for producers, you know, you got to kind of get control of your unpriced bushels, whether it's through put strategies or some type of strategy here. Because right now the, with the break of 460, that was a big number for me. We lost that last week. You know, we're looking at possibly challenging those lower fours now on the historical side in terms of these charts. And the money just continues to push the ag sector to the downside. You know, so that's at least the ugly picture in the corn market right now. Yeah, the corn market was really the one that I think uh, surprised a lot of folks. Record-breaking yields that I think most people would have expected the drought to, to take that number away, John. Yeah, it was an interesting year. And then things as we heard that towards the end of the year, talking to producers across the country, they, everything was, boy, I'm just surprised. When I look at these extra bushels, this is doing better than I thought. You know, we only got 12 inches of rain, but a lot of yield. You know, those types of comments came to us. Now, maybe the numbers are high, and we'll figure that out down the road. You know, back in 2019, we had a similar situation where the yield got jumped up at the end, and then the grain stockpile was just, a, just kind of a mess for a while until we got it figured out. And then that just played havoc on price prices for the whole year. So who knows if that's another situation like that. Again, unfortunately, those things can get straightened out down the road. Biggest thing is we still need to see some demand in here. We need to see some corn sales on the books. Things have been quiet there. Now this is the export window for U.S. corn to kind of kick in. So, you know, maybe that can be some of the stuff that gives us some price stability here. We'll see. But, you know, the biggest thing is look at the cash market. Where's the basis at? That just tells you where the supply is right now. You know, last year's cash market was fairly strong here. This year we're looking at a negative basis across the countryside in most areas again just reflecting the supply of corn that's sitting here in the front end of this market trying to find a home let's talk about the international market united states regardless of our price has not seen much action you had mentioned before since mid-december anything come of this uh come out of the export from this Hopefully, this will fire up a little bit more purchasing. Obviously, if I'm an end user, what's the hurry right now? You got heavy, heavy supplies out there. Okay, we've got prices on the decline. Why would I want to step in and be a buyer in this window? You know, you go look at the global picture, even too. Now, that was another area that was a bit of a surprise for corn. USDA raised the Chinese crop up 11 million metric tons. So, the, that, the global picture came in and more than we anticipated. So, it just kind of shows us now that maybe the world's largest buyer of it, too, is still got extra supplies and i think that's been a big factor you know biggest thing is you know currently corn sales on the books 38 percent higher than last year right now we're sitting about 1.2 billion bushels of sales on the books usda is targeting 2.1 billion so you know at least according to that it's a good pace but the thing is you gotta understand how bad last year was in terms of the export side so anything's an improvement we need to still get back above the five-year average and we're below that right now in terms of sales some of that though is a fact that China's is not in here for U.S. corn. They bought a lot of Brazilian corn. Brazilian exports were record this last year. It came down just to those cheaper prices. You know, realistically, with the exception of those couple of years here where China stepped in the market, they typically don't buy a ton of U.S. corn, and that looks to be the case again this year. So we need to find some other markets for this market product to move to. 
John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live on this frigid Tuesday morning. Don't forget TotalFarmMarketing.com, the website, 800-334-9779, 800-334-9779. Let's talk a little bit more about those end users. How are we doing on things like ethanol production, John? Is there any bright light out there that we can cast people's eyes on this morning? You know, ethanol production has actually been one of the pluses right now, as well as the feed usage side. Now, that was an area we saw some adjustments on the report in terms of added demand. You know, ethanol has been running fairly well, but we're concerned about the gasoline demand. We saw some drop there a couple of weeks ago. Over the Christmas holiday, we didn't see the travel that the market was anticipating. But at least at this time frame, with corn prices where they are, the margins are still good. So they're still going to stay active in the marketplace. You know, but again, that ethanol grind just doesn't match up to the demand we need on the export front in terms of our you know total product movement and that still seems to be the driver as the global prices as we just look where we're going to compare to South America mainly Brazil and Argentina obviously now right now like I said this is our export window Brazil corn is kind of used up right now the Argentina crop's been dealing with two years of drought has a potential record crop coming later this spring but until that gets harvested the only game in town realistically for corn right now on the export market is going to be the United States. All right, so let's talk about, you mentioned we're going to have to work through these numbers, that there may be questions about uh, were the yields truly there. we got to work through it. How are we going to work through it? I, I expect pain today, John, because they're coming back after three days following the report. How are we going to work through this? You know, again, it's unfortunately the best way to work through it is to bring prices down to fire up the demand side to get the usage that we need to see. That's why I said for producers, you know, we need to get under get control of those bushels that are unprotected right now, whether it's just using shorter term put strategies, put floors in here, just make sure we protect what value that we have. I know it's not a profitable value for most guys, given the expense of the corn crop this last growing season, but I would rather have a floor here minimizing my losses versus leaving myself wide open as we've been through this point, you know, that maybe we can get some price stability. I go look at 2014, very similar type of year in terms of price movement. We did get some rally after the USDA report, very similar type of reaction. Again, that's one year compared to another. It's like flipping coins, but at the same time, you know, maybe there's some hope in here that the prices have come down far enough. A lot of it still comes down to the money flow and the funds just saying, all right, we pushed this far enough one way time to, now we got planning season coming. Maybe we bring our short shortness out of the market and that could give us some price flow too. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on it. That's for sure. Appreciate it, John. As always, John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Want to follow up? Like I said, their website, totalfarmmarketing.com. You can email John, John H at totalfarmmarketing.com. You want to pick up the phone? The number again, 800-336-9779. Make that 800-334-9779. Yankee can't read